Good morning. My name is Ben. I'm one of the pastors here at Hope, and I too want to welcome you to worship on this bright, sunny winter morning. What a joy, what a privilege for us to gather together in this place and to worship God. I want to begin with uh, some good news before the good news. Uh, this good news is, uh, you may remember a few months ago, we gathered together and as a congregation, we held a congregational vote to vote to purchase some land for the West Campus. And I want to share with you that on Wednesday, the 15th of February, we closed on that land. And so, uh, yes, absolutely. This is yet another step towards having a permanent home for that West Campus and for being in a place where we can be sent out to proclaim the good news of Jesus in this community, uh, to reach out and to encourage all people with our mission, which is to know, for all people to know the love of Christ. And so we're celebrating that today as we continue this sermon series on the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are the law given by God to the people of Israel through a man named Moses. These are ten rules for living our lives. Scripture tells us that the commandments of God are good and that they're holy, that they have a purpose for our lives. As Lutheran Christians, we believe that the law of God does three things. It, it keeps civil order first. It, it gives our society the, the needed stop signs and curbs to keep our human desires and brokenness in check. The second, the law of God acts like a mirror. It shows us who we really are. It shows us our sin. When I look at the Ten Commandments, when I read through the Ten Commandments, I realize that I have broken them. And Scripture tells us that if you've even broken one, you've broken them all. So the, the law of God, it, it shows us uh, who we are when we are compared to the good, holy, righteous rules of God. It, it shows us that you and I, we fall short and that there's only one, only one who can save us, Jesus. And lastly, the law of God teaches us what it means to be faithful. Not perfect, because we can't be that, but faithful. Shows us how to live as, as people of God in this world. And by living in those commandments, we become messengers. We become messengers of God's light in the darkness. And so we need God's law. We need God's law. We need to study it and to know it and to let it pattern our lives. So today we're going to look at God's law, one of those laws in particular. The commandment about how we use the name of God in our lives. Let's pray. Father in heaven, your word is a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. Your law shows us who we are and our need for a savior. And it teaches us how to live. Let it teach us today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I remember being outside 
one day as a kid, I was at daycare, which was at my friend Dan's house. Dan lived just down the street from where I lived, and it was a beautiful summer day. All of the kids at daycare were out playing outside, and Dan and I were up to something. I can't remember what. I can't remember if we were spraying each other with the hose, or if we were burying each other in the sandbox, or if we were playing in the mud, or if we were climbing too high in the tree that they had right in the middle of their backyard. I can't remember, but what I do remember is the sound of Dan's mother's voice. She was in the kitchen and she had the window open. She was at the sink doing something. She could see right into the backyard uh, and she saw whatever it was that we were doing. And then it came, uh, her voice from the window, Daniel Nathan. The middle name came out. That's all she needed to say. Whatever it was we were doing, stopped. Still hear that voice and that name. How we use a name matters. I heard a story the other day. There was a high school girl named Dakota who wanted to get into some really good restaurants. She lived around L.A. So she would call and she would make reservations. And she wouldn't use her own name to make those reservations. She'd put them under a different name. The name that she used was George Clooney, famous actor. And she said that it worked. I don't know if I would go try it today. Probably won't work for you or me. But she would go to the restaurant and they would ask, well, where's George Clooney? And she would say, well, he's coming in a little bit. A few years later, she became an actor herself. She was on a plane. She was headed out to a film festival. And on that same plane was, yes, George Clooney. And she went and introduced herself to him. And he said, oh, I know. I know who you are. And I know what you do. How we use a name matters. I read a story the other day about a young boy whose name was Gavin. And Gavin was drying off on the deck after swimming with his mom in the pool in their backyard. And he was standing there with his back to the pool when he heard a splash of water. And he turned around and he saw his mom was there under the water. And he didn't know what was happening at the time. Later they learned that she was having a seizure. So he ran and he jumped in, this brave young boy. And he held his mom up above the water. And then with all of his strength he called out a name that he had used many, many times before. Grandpa, Grandpa, Grandpa. And his grandpa was inside the house and he came running out when he heard his name being called and he got to the pool and he got Gavin's mom out of the water and then he went and he called for help and they're all okay because of Gavin's bravery. Because he called on the name that he knew would come for help. How we use a name matters. Names can be used for lots of things in this life. They can get us in the door. They can get us on the list. They can bring in help. They can get someone's attention. We can use them to build someone up or to tear someone down. How we use someone's name, it matters. It makes a difference. That's true with the people in your life. And my life, and even more, it's true with God. Scripture is filled with, with names for God, things that God has called. There are words like Elohim, which means God, Adonai, which means Lord. God tells Moses at the burning bush that his name is 
I am. We know God is Father, Jesus, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and there are many, many more names in Scripture. Another one of those names that used, that's used in Scripture is this name Yahweh. And that name Yahweh was considered so sacred that ancient Jews wouldn't even say it out loud. See, the, the ancient people, they believed that the name of God was so holy, that it was so powerful, that they didn't even dare to speak it. So when they were reading uh, from the scroll of, of, of the prophets or the Old Testament, and they came to the name Yahweh, they wouldn't read it. They, they used other words like Adonai, which means Lord. They wouldn't even speak it because they knew that there was power in a name, that how you use the name of God mattered, that it was to be used with fear and with care, with the right intents, because uh, to misuse it was dangerous and destructive, but to use it for the right reasons and in the right way was this holy act of faith and hope. That's what the second commandment teaches us too. God's people had been enslaved in Egypt for many years, but God had been faithful to them even there, and he had delivered them, brought them out of Egypt. And, and when they left Egypt, they began to wander, and they came to this place called Mount Sinai, another name for it in Scripture is Mount Horeb. And it's there that, that God descends upon that mountain in lightning and in thunder and in cloud, and the people are gathered at the base of this mountain looking up seeing the presence of God, and obviously they were afraid. But their leader, Moses, goes up the mountain, and God speaks the commandments. The first commandment is this, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. And the second is this, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. If the ancients didn't speak the name out of fear and reverence, our culture has probably swung in the opposite direction. The name of God is used in all sorts of cheap, hurtful, sinful ways. Just turn on the TV and hear how the name of God is used without any thought. Oh my, fill in the blank. The name of Jesus is used in place of a curse to show anger, to show disgust. Listen to the people you know, maybe even listen to yourself. We have used God's name in vain, in terrible ways, without even a second thought. But this commandment is here to speak a truth. It comes to us today to tell us the truth that, yes, how we use a name matters, but how we use God's name matters even more. Because the name of God is holy, it's powerful, because the name of God brings us into a relationship with him. It's by his name that we come to know him. You don't know anyone if you don't know their name. And to misuse that name, the name of God, is to curse it, or to carelessly use it is dishonoring, it's, it's disobedience, it's destructive, but it's also death. It's death, because misusing his name is turning from life. The Bible says we have life in his name. There's life in believing, in trusting, in calling upon the name of God. And to misuse the name of God is to waste that gift. 
because there's hope, there's mercy, there's salvation, and there's life in his name. There's a little book that some of you may have seen before, maybe read before, maybe memorized at some point in your life. It's called The Small Catechism, and it was written uh, just under 500 years ago by a man named Martin Luther, who was a, a thinker and a teacher about God. He wrote this little book to give some basic information about the Christian faith, and, and in that book, he goes through things like the Lord's Prayer, the, the Creed, the, the Ten Commandments, and he explains very simply what they are, and he asks a very important question as he does that, a question that all of us need to ask as people of faith, and that question is this, what does this mean? And I love what he does with the commandments, because as he answers that question, what does this mean? He also tells us something, not only what we shouldn't do, but what we should do. And here's what he says about the second commandment. He writes, We should fear and love God that we may not curse, swear, use witchcraft, lie, or deceive by his name. But instead, we should use it, call upon it in every trouble, pray, praise, and give thanks. Don't use it in vain. Don't use it as a curse word. Don't say, I swear to God to try to convey some truth. Don't use his name in empty ways, in sarcastic ways, in hurtful ways. But do this. Call upon it. Call upon the name of God, the name above every other name, the name of Jesus. Call upon it in every trouble. Pray, praise, and give thanks. In our reading today from Romans, the Apostle Paul says it this way. He says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. How you use a name matters. There is life-giving power. There is salvation in the name of Jesus. In speaking those words, Jesus is Lord. In speaking the name of Jesus who, who lived, who fed the sick, <laughs> fed the hungry, who, who healed the sick, who, who proclaimed the good news of, of God's kingdom coming into the world, the, the name of Jesus, there's power in that name. And because Jesus lived, uh, he died for you, he laid in a tomb for you, and three days later he rose again for your sake. There is power in his name. And the Apostle Paul goes on to say that everyone who calls upon that name, the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. A man named Zach Williams grew up in a Christian home. He remembers being a young man and his uh, parents praying over him. He remembers going to worship and singing. But he walked away from all that. He walked away from a lot of stuff. He walked away from a sports scholarship. He walked away from school. All because he wanted to chase this life that he thought was worth living. And so he chased the parties and he chased trying to become a rock star and he, he became a musician. But his life, when he got there, it never felt quite right. It felt empty, it felt messy. One day, 33 years old, he came home from a tour 
And the party was over, and, and there at home was his wife, their four children, and he and his wife had to decide, are we going to try to salvage this broken relationship? Are we going to try to salvage this family? And Zach remembers in that moment feeling so alone, having nowhere to go, no one to call upon except for that God that he knew when he was a kid. And so he got down on his knees, and he called out to God. Lord of heaven and earth. The relief he felt was immediate. Says it was like a, a pressure coming off of his chest. The change in his life was slow and steady after that, but the salvation was real. It was real for Zach, for his family. He's still a singer, but now he sings about something else, about someone else, about the God who broke his chains. How we use a name matters. Zach called upon the name of the Lord. And there was a new life for him. A woman named Wanda had lost her husband. And she was out in the garage one night a few months after his death. It was the middle of summer. She was standing there in the garage in the quiet and she was looking at his tools. She was wondering, what on earth am I going to do with all these tools? What on earth would she do with the grief that she carried? What on earth would she do with this heavy burden of living without her husband for the rest of her life? And, and it was in that moment that she walked out into the night. She looked up at the darkness, at the stars in the sky, and she prayed these words, Lord, I'm really afraid. A simple prayer. And there in the stillness of the night, there was a comfort that found her, a presence of peace that she couldn't understand. How we use a name matters. Wanda called upon the name of the Lord, and there was a powerful presence, and there was peace. Young mom named Jamie sat in the car. She was waiting for her kids to come out of the school. It was about 3 o'clock, fall afternoon. And she just hung up her phone. The job offer that she had been waiting for, she got the call, and it had fallen through. They gave it to someone else. And she couldn't tell if it was fear or anger, if it was both, but she wanted to scream, and she remembers that she almost did, but there was something that stopped her, and so instead she prayed, God, help me. And he did. Not right away, but slowly. Jamie found what she needed. And it wasn't just a new job. It was so much more than that. It was hope. Hope in something bigger than this world. Hope in, in something bigger than herself. The knowledge that God holds the future. How we use a name matters. Jamie called on the name of the Lord. And there was hope for her, for this world, for her children and her family, in him. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. And how we use a name matters. So use it. 
Use it wisely, use it well. Remember that it is holy, sacred, and powerful. Remember that it is for you and me to call on and so call upon his name because you and I are broken and hurting. We live in this sin-filled world. Call upon his name because this world that we live in is falling apart. It's unraveling right in front of us. Call upon his name because there is death all around us. Call upon his name because in that name, in the name of Jesus, there is deliverance from sin. There is eternity in the face of death. There is salvation from the sin and death of this world and from the evil one. Call upon his name. Because in his name, there's life. There's life. Life for people like Zach. Life for people like Wanda. Life for people like Jamie. And life for people like you and me. Call upon his name. Amen. Father in heaven, we give you thanks today. We give you thanks for your commandments. We give you thanks for your guiding and leading in this life. We give you thanks that we can call upon your name in prayer and praise and thanksgiving in times of joy, and times of trouble. So teach us, Lord, to declare with our mouths that Jesus is Lord. Show us to believe it with our hearts that you raised him from the dead and that there is salvation in his name. It's in that strong name that we pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ben. <laughs>